Ethos. Hey, we're halfway through the year and it hasn't slowed down yet. <laughs> and have you ever noticed that like, you're like, okay, if we can just get through this season, I'm sure it'll all calm down. <laughs> and uh, that never comes because around every corner is another surprise. It might be a setback or it might be something awesome that happens, but it complicates your life even further. So how do you just stop down and be present in the moment uh, in front of you? Easier said than done. And so that's what I want to talk about today and maybe unpack and work on this together. Angela, how does that sound? Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds like uh, a word in due season at this point, right? Okay, absolutely. And so I think a good start would be just stop and take a breath because I know I need to be reminded of that because as simple as it is, I just go, go, go and get ahead of myself. And, and just the simple act of stopping down and taking a deep breath, letting your mind catch up to your body is pretty powerful. And if it's been a while since you have done that, I'd encourage you to do that because no one's going to do it for you, right? Everybody's coming to you with their own agenda, with their own stress and busyness. So how do you make time to be mindful? I'd love to know how you do that, Angela. How do you do it? You know, this is something that I'm realizing. I realized just this past week, this has got to be a non-negotiable for me because when you don't take that time, like you said, to take that deep breath, then um, you can either run your life or your life will run you and you get to choose. Right. And, and I realized last week was kind of a hellish week for me mentally and emotionally. And, and I kind of hit like a very, uh, in my, in my emotional and mental capacities, like, like almost like a rock bottom. It was, it was very much a, I want to quit everything in my oh. life right now. Like, like that kind of a feeling. Of, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm that's... done. I'm done with everything. Yeah. And just, just this despair, which I think you have to learn how to surf. You have to learn how to hit because we're all going to be there at some point. We're all going to feel that way. It's, you know, we, and, and a lot going on in my life. But I, I came to a point where I realized the only way out of this feeling of despair, the only way out of this, I'm just going to quit everything, which didn't feel good. Like I looked at that as a way to escape pain. Right. Yeah. And it was like, yes, but if I quit everything, I still feel pain because now I know I quit everything and I didn't overcome it. And it's like pain, pain, any choice I made was pain. It just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's where what, what Tony Robbins calls suffering when you have pain in the future. And pain where you're at, and you can't go backwards because that's pain. You can't go forwards because that's pain. It's just pain everywhere. That's what suffering is. And that's where I found myself. And just like you said, I, I had to make a commitment to myself that my non-negotiable is I've got to begin to train my brain every day and get mindful every day for who I want to be and where I want to go. Because right now, not, it's kind of like a garden, right? You don't tend a garden and you're going to get weeds. It's going to overgrow. Nature's going to take over and it's going to become a mess. And it's going to, it's, it's going to um, deteriorate. It's not going to build. It's not going to grow. You have to, you have to purposefully do actions to make a garden or anything grow. If you don't take any purposeful action towards something, it's going to deteriorate. That is, there's no in between. There's no maintenance. There's no surfing. 
you know, just staying here. It's either growing or deteriorating. Right. And well, and it's the, the default setting uh, are the weeds to grow is is to sit there and worry about all that could go wrong, all that you're going through. Yes. And, you know, cause we look for the negative because it's kind of the uh, fight or flight and we're, Mm -hmm. we're trying to survive and you want to anticipate all of the things coming your way. And so you can, you can literally drive yourself crazy or into a frenzy if you are not intentional about training your brain, as you said. And yep. for me, uh, if, if life's going great right now, that's awesome. Uh, I'm kind of there right now. Things are going well for me. And I'm really sorry to hear that you're kind of on the other end of the spectrum in this season. But what I want to say is to encourage you, if you're like me, things are going pretty well. That's the perfect time to start training your brain. Cause it's a lot harder, uh, when you're going through a really difficult season, uh, when you're in despair, it, it, that's not the best time, uh, to, to work on it. it. It's essential that you already have a little muscle built by then. And so I'd encourage you wherever you're at to really be mindful. That was a game changer for me. I was always the person, I don't know about you, but who really struggled turning off my brain and particularly at night uh, Mm -hmm. after putting the kids to bed, because when they're awake, I'm chasing them. Uh, But after putting the kids to bed and then I would delay going to bed because I didn't just want to lay there uh, and be in this anxiety ridden state of, you know, all (laughs) the things I got to do tomorrow. That's so me. Like it's me on the couch with my phone. Yes. I'm like, I can't shut it off. How do I shut it off? (laughs) Yes. And, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of numbing agents you can use, whether that's a uh, drink or food or phone, mm-hmm. <laughs> all these different devices that are, are kind of designed to take our uh, brain away and grab our attention. Uh, but for me, it was a combination of things. Uh, but one really helpful thing was meditation. Yes. And I did not grow up in a culture, in a home that that was a thing. In fact, it was kind of I don't know if it's made fun of, but it definitely was kind of a wackadoo thing. Yeah, me too. And wasn't uh, a thing. It was. I like, gotta what? say, it, you know, it's a little hard for me to even, you know, say that because I don't want to be judged. And it's like, well, judge for what, man? Being human, <laughs> and and so I got to get over what other people think. At the end of the day, it works, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because uh, when I get up every day and uh, just sit and and be still. And it really is uh, thinking about your thinking and realizing you're not your thoughts, you're not your emotions, you're you inside of there. Behind all the labels people put on you, right, whether you're a mom or dad or a child or, you know, a parent, husband, wife, whatever the labels you have, maybe, you know, you have a label at work, mm-hmm. all of those things are not you. <laughs> those are things you do. Uh, those are relationships you have. Um, But at the end of the day, you're a spirit is what I believe. And uh, because I believe when you pass from this life, your spirit lives on. And so while you're in this body, you really have got to uh, be able to uh, acknowledge that, that all of these problems in your life do not define you, neither do your accomplishments, right? That as an Enneagram three, yeah. um, I'm always climbing and, and collecting accomplishments, but I never quite arrive. I never am quite satisfied. And so for me, it's like sitting down and just humbling myself and realizing, you know, I'm okay just being me. I don't need to accomplish another thing. 
And so that's helped me when I am going through a difficult time uh, to do the same thing, realizing this too shall pass. Um, difficult times uh, don't last forever. And that really has helped my anxiousness. It has really calmed my mind to start every day by meditating and just being still and focusing in on the breath so that I'm not focusing in on all the thoughts passing through. And it's taken a number of tries. It's not perfect, but it's just a daily practice. If, yeah. if um, it doesn't go well this morning, I've got tomorrow. I'll try again and kind of giving myself grace in that way. What about for you? That's That was one of the non-negotiables last week when I said, I've got to start brain training. I have got to manage my thoughts first thing in the morning before my thoughts begin to manage me. And one of, and the, and, and the start of the routine that I, that I started to implement the very first thing upon waking was 10 minutes, non-negotiable meditation. And it just for what you said, because you are not your emotion. And I think that's one of the biggest ones. You're not your fears. You're not your thoughts. You're not, and and you're not your disease. Or you're not your accomplishments. Right. You're not none of that, right? And and to learn to to hold on loosely to those things because they're temporary anyway. But it's so easy to forget, especially when you're in like this morning. I I'll just be honest. This morning I woke up and I had a panic attack. I had high anxiety when I woke up this morning, and. And it, it, when I wake up in that state, I don't want to meditate. The last thing I want to do is meditate. Like everything in your body will be like, no, I need to hang on to this anxiety. Well, you need you know? to, you probably want to tackle all the things that are, that are creating the you're anxiety. in your head. Cause, yes. you're, cause and you, and if you live in your head, you're dead, but it's exactly what you said, because, because you're up here in your head and your head doesn't have the answers. Your head has zero answers. It's not good at driving the bus. It never has been. It can strategize everything but your head doesn't drive the bus your soul and your spirit drive the bus and that and when you say i'm pausing this i am going to meditate i don't care if it's a bad meditation i don't care if i struggle i don't care <laughs> i'm going to do the thing right it will begin to get you connected to your body and when you get connected to your body and you realize i'm more than experiencing anxiety i'm not my anxiety i'm not my situation I'm not my story that I'm telling myself right now that, that the anxiety is just there to tell you, to alert you to get into action. But if you don't even know what you're anxious about or what action you should be taking, it'll just consume you. And so that has been like the non-negotiable for me. And that is a, a practice I even give my clients when it comes to binge eating and emotional eating, because a lot of times those emotions are the things that'll jump you into that anxiety, stress, fear even happiness, you know, all of that. And we have to learn to just take a step back and experience ourselves as just our pure, our pure us, our pure essence. It sounds so new agey. Um, and I'm not really a new agey person, but, but it, I don't know how to describe it when you can just step away and say, I'm taking all these thoughts and feelings and stories and, and all the clutter, thinky, chattery things. And I'm going to put them in a little box for a second. And when I'm done here, I can pick them back up, but I just want to see what, what happens if I just, shh, I just make them all go away. And it's such an interesting experience if you've never had it to experience yourself just completely quiet present and to realize how much of this thing that we take on in life is just our thoughts yes and that we get to choose another thought yeah like we have the power 
to make those thoughts go away and to just be neutral. And then we have the power to decide, do I want those thoughts again? It doesn't mean that you're like putting your head in the sand or saying, you know, there is no problem. There is no stress. There is no, it's just coming, being able to pick it back up, but from a new place where you realize that these, like you said, labels, stories, thoughts, like you get to decide what something means. You get to decide the story about something. It's true. And I know that somehow this meditation thing gets labeled sometimes uh, by people as, as new age, but there's nothing new about it. And uh, if you come uh, as we do from a Christian background, I can point to scripture after scripture that reinforces that be still and know that I am God. And the whole idea of breath literally uh, meaning spirit. And so that's why I think uh, just focusing on your breath is so powerful. The basic element that you're alive and you're not your thoughts. And that's so powerful. And I even think about the prayer that is called the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. And it talks about, give us this day our daily bread. I think Jesus was onto something there. It's not, you know, give me my month's worth of food from Costco, right? Right. (laughs) Which is how we think. (laughs) Right. And and we're trying to figure out everything for the month or the year ahead. And it, it wasn't just the bread didn't just mean uh, physical, you know, bread, but the bread of life, right? And give me what I need for today. That's it. This moment. And guess what? Life is hard. There are going to be difficulties ahead, but you're not meant to try to figure it all out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And and so I think God gives us what we need for today. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. And we got to stop trying to engineer this thing to, to try to uh, protect ourselves for everything that may come down the road, because that has us so tense and bound up and anxious mm-hmm. um, that we're not present uh, for the people in our lives right now. Yeah. It's about control. Like when we're in that space that we get pulled out of when we meditate, when we're in that headspace, it's like, and, and we're feeling neurotic. It's we're trying to control, but we're trying to control from worry. We're trying to control from, from things that haven't even happened from, from like fake conversations to mm. possible outcomes to like, we're living in the past or we're living in the future. And we're not actually in the now when we're stuck in our head. And that's what the meditation does is, is when you begin that practice of it, whatever that looks like best for you, because it wasn't easy for me to start it. It was, it was hard. I don't sit still good. I don't quiet my mind well. <laughs> but when you begin to do it a little bit more and more, you start to realize how much of that chatter is either past and I'm ruminating on it or present and I'm anticipating it. And, and you actually get in touch with the right now. And when you're in touch with the right now, it's exactly what you said, like what Jesus talked about we are experiencing being supported right now. Mm-hmm. And you don't real we don't always realize how supported we are Yes, in this moment here. And when mm-hmm. we start to connect to this moment right now and realize I've been given everything I need to be in this moment right now, to live and to survive and to thrive and to be held, you know, in this moment, this is why grounding can also work really well with meditation. If you're familiar with grounding, where you just kind of support yourself or you start to notice, you just put your feet flat on the floor and you notice, you know, how supported you are. 
And when you get into that space and you're in the now present moment in the, in my body right now, not in my head, but in my body, and I'm feeling how supported I am by what's around me, the nature, the ground, everything I didn't create. I did not create the wind. I did not put breath in my lungs. I did not make my heart start beating. Everything that is essential for me to be present and exist right now has already been given to me Yes, and is already supporting me. And do you want to see like the opposite of this, how out of control you can be when you're not being mindful, go to the airport. And I don't know what it is about that, uh, but people lose their mind. They do lose their and minds in the airport. Right. I, it's, a, you know, it's a triggering place. I don't prefer to be delayed. I, of course, it's not my preference that I miss my flight, but if it happens, that poor gate agent, why do people unleash every anxiety in their body on this poor airline employee that didn't choose to make the plane late either, but right. people go nuts. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, I've seen this on airplanes and in airports and I just like, this is not healthy. And, and I apologize. I, it's not to judge that individual. I have compassion and I know I've been there too in other circumstances and it just, you know, I'm learning, take a step back and realize, man, this too shall pass. And, you know, to what end is it worth getting all worked up? Um, and it's not helpful to you. I mean, it's not the the gate agent. Sure. They don't want your wrath, but let's be honest, you know, if they had to, they could just kind of be like, okay, you're just, you're, you're just a, you know, uh, the the next person, the next jackass <laughs> right. or whatever, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, but <laughs> and they don't need that, you know, that coming at them. Uh, they don't have day. to live with it though. You're Correct. the one that's actually that's right. having to live with it because you're that's the true. one getting yourself worked up and you know, they can just roll their eyes and be like, whatever jerk, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and move on. Cause they have other things going on, but you, after you work yourself up to that point, you're stuck with you. You got to live with you now. That's true. <laughs> and and you've got all that energy and all that and all that story that's right. now, you know, creating despair or whatever it is because we can work ourselves up into it and it's not helpful yeah. for you. It's not actually helpful mm-hmm. for you to solve the problem. You can't solve the problem from that space. Mm-hmm. I love it. And you know, what I'm working on now and is taking that mindfulness throughout the day because uh, I finally got a habit in the morning, which gets me to about, you know, 9 a.m. <laughs> oh, nice. And then the rest of the day, uh, you know, comes at me. And I think the key, you mentioned it uh, just a few minutes ago, as far as uh, giving up control, humble yourself. I'm talking to myself, and maybe this resonates with you, is just you obviously didn't provide the oxygen that you're breathing or, you know, the fact that we're in relative peace where there's places in the world uh, that they have to worry about their house getting blown up. And, and so you are in a relatively safe place, hopefully, and you have breath in your lungs. And so to humble yourself of realizing that uh, you have what you need in this moment uh, to be mindful and respond, uh, in, you know, and be a non-anxious presence. And so that's really what I'm working on throughout the day, uh, because I am a driven person. I take on a lot of things, and I have to remind myself to to check in with myself and realize, oh, I haven't stopped and taken a deep breath in a while. I need to slow my roll, go for a walk outside, breathe deeply, breathe in the the fresh air and stop trying to control everyone and everybody around me. And that's grounding to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm I'm one of those. My Enneagram is nine. I'm still kind of mm. learning about it, but I'm one of those people that's very empathic and I'm always worrying about letting too much in and and everything. And so for me, that non-negotiable morning routine and and that meditation now that I came to um realize this has got to be this has got to be a yeah, just as important as the gym, just as you go to CrossFit, you do the thing, you do yeah. the meditation, you do the CrossFit, they go hand in hand now. Yes. <laughs> it's like my workout, well, and but whatever it is for you, I mean, it doesn't have to be CrossFit. That's kind of for our extreme personalities, but I think just the <laughs> physical movement, because there's something about moving your body does free up your thoughts. Yep. Uh, if you're stuck on a creative it puts you idea, back in your body, that's go why. for a walk and you will be amazed yeah. at what kind of, you know, creative unblocking happens just on a walk. But for me, like I was always good at making the gym, the non-negotiable and that's easy, but sometimes I want to skimp on the meditation part, the brain training part, this, yeah. this, and I can't because Don't skimp on the brain. Yeah. Training. I'm finding that that's, I mean, it's honestly more important than the physical training in many, in many respects, because when, when I, for me, if I don't do that daily meditation, that check-in, that get it like that, that setting my mind and getting my, I don't feel protected. So for me, it's, it's, I like to accomplish things, but I'm always scared that, oh, I'm going to let too much in and I'm not going to be able to handle it. That's always kind of my, so I tend to, I'll, I'll get closed off and I'll kind of get lazy and I'll kind of like want to sink, you know, sink back into like, oh, this is okay. We're fine. We're just hanging out here. No, we're not. We're dying. That's you dying, Angela. That's you shrinking away. You're not growing. And so it's hard for me sometimes to get into that energy of go, 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 do, 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 because that can be exhausting for me. But I do find that I naturally get into that energy when I set my brain, mm -hmm. like, and when I do my morning stuff, when I, because otherwise, if I let my thoughts direct me and I just kind of let them steer me as they pop up, which I'm used to doing, oh, they will crash me into a wall. They yeah. will crash me into a wall every time. And then I don't have the energy for anybody. And next thing I know, I'm just wanting to run and hide and turn my thoughts off all the time. And it's not productive. And it's like my garden's deteriorating. Everything's just starts to deteriorate. You it's got to be a non-negotiable. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's got to be a decision. That's the thing that you can learn to love. And I bet you had a point in your life where now you love meditation. Like you yes. see the benefits, you're addicted to it. You can, you know, the more you do it, the more it's like, Ooh, I need this. But I'm sure there was a time in your life when this was not intuitive for you. It, it was, no. it was a, it was a decision that you had to say, I'm making this decision. Well, and there were several trial and errors. I started it on vacation uh, because I didn't have anything, you know, work to get to. Right. And so I'm like, okay, it's vacation. What do I do with myself? I, need I don't to know relax. what to do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I literally cleared the whole day so I could try it. But uh, I tried it on vacation a couple of years in a row, like this is Christmas break and just trying it. Uh, but then of course I get back home, get back to work and in the old routine and go, go, go. And, right. uh, and then, and uh, if you're go, 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 guess what? This feels like a nice to have, but at first it feels like it's in the way. Well, it felt like, and I think this is true in so many dimensions. I like to have habits that you can stack on other things that help a lot of things in your life go well. And if you know, on vacation is the only time uh, you get the 
ample amounts of sleep, um, that's not enough, right? You have a sleep debt 50 weeks of the year, but on your vacations is when you catch up. That's not, you know, that's not how any of this works. Again, yeah. you, you need to get enough nightly sleep for your day. That's it. And then tomorrow, rinse and repeat. Yeah, you don't and get so to catch up on a with, week. It isn't going to With do that, it, I yeah. tried to get all of the self-care done on a vacation and then get back to the real world. And I think it came to a head with me with COVID. And I went to my doctor and I was asked for medication for anxiety because I couldn't turn my brain off. And I realized like, uh, okay, this is not good because you know, just, you know, medication, absolutely different people have different needs. And sometimes medications, absolutely uh, what is needed to help clear your mind or, or to deal with something. And I don't judge that at all, but the medication wasn't working for me. For you, Uh, it was probably like a bandaid and it wasn't really a solution that was actually, yeah. yeah. And if it wasn't effective, then it wasn't, it wasn't good at all. Yeah. And so I had a couple of choices. I can go back and amp up the dosage or I can try some other things and I was willing to try anything. And so the first two things I tried uh, was a gratitude journal and uh, meditation. Uh, And then I added on CrossFit and those three things have changed my entire life. Interesting. You're you're absolutely right. Uh, Yeah. There are physical benefits that I appreciate, but um, the, the mental benefits outweigh the physical 10 to one, a hundred to one, because without a a clear mindset, nothing else is easy. Everything is a struggle, finding enough energy to be present uh, with my kids or uh, at work or wherever in the moment and having a clear mind at night to go to sleep. And uh, it just sets the tone for the day to start up every day, uh, being mindful and appreciating uh, all of the things uh, that I have and my being just being well and asking for, you know, God's help for what I need today and dependence on, on him and not on my ability to control every situation that's going to come my way. And right. that's been hard for me to give up control, but guess what? I never really had it in the first place. So it's kind of refreshing and I need a constant reminder that, okay, got it. This this isn't for me to control. So I'm going to take a step back. And that is so freeing. Yeah, it is. What you're describing is peace, which is at the end of the day, all we want, but you know, which we can have, we can have peace, but you do have to choose it. You do. And every day it's, it's a battle every day and some days go better than others, but I'm on that path and my goal is to have a non-anxious presence. And if you'd have known me a couple of years ago, that would have been comical. And But it didn't start as an adult. I remember uh, when I was about 10 years old, my best friend's mom called me off the wall, Paul. <laughs> that should have been an indication. <laughs> the, and, and I think that perfectly summed it up because I was bouncing off the walls. I had so much you know, energy, which is awesome, but it was it was uncontrolled and I'm all over the place. And so realizing that, man, I just want to, I just want to be here present for the people in my life and not try to control um, all the other things in the universe, universe, but just live every day as it comes. And, and so hopefully that's an encouragement to you. This is the next simple step podcast. And I think may, if you haven't tried medication, meditation. I'd encourage you to, to maybe give it a try. There do you have some- like a favorite, like, where did you start? Like, do you have a, a favorite app or something? Cause I use the calm app. 
Yeah. And, and that's nice because it's got small little chunks. But where did you start with if someone was just wanting to to tiptoe into this? I did. I think that's why <laughs> we get along so well that uh, we didn't talk about this ahead of time. The call map is where I started for you sure. You too? Okay. Uh, yeah. And maybe just because it was the most popular. There is a Christian one now that is trying to compete in the world called Abide. So if that I, I tried Abide as is well. more yep. your mm-hmm. style, go for it. Do what works. And so uh, you can I, find YouTube videos too. And oh, at one point, I was kind of like finding 10 minute anxiety meditations, you know, yeah. <laughs> like on YouTube. At least those are free too. It's not. A, <laughs> It's not about the app. It's just if that helps you uh, get in the right, that was a guided uh, thing because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, But also I've talked about this before, the Pomodoro app. It's not a meditation app. It's a focus app, which is what we're talking about here. So throughout the day, I try to use the Pomodoro app because it blocks all the other things, the text alerts, the email alerts, all the other distractions that the phone is designed uh, to grab your attention. The Pomodoro, if you set it right, it shuts down everything else. And it's just a timer for whatever amount of time. I usually leave it at 25 minutes and it allows me to focus in on whatever I'm choosing to focus on. And that is wonderful at eliminating um, all all the distractions and helping me to have uh, mindfulness to be present. And uh, it, you know, it, it's been a learning process. I, uh, but I am more peaceful than I've ever been. And I hopefully that's helpful uh, to you listening. And we'd love to hear your feedback. If, mm-hmm. if you've got uh, something that works for you, just being mindful, we'd love to hear it because we're in this together and life is not easy, but I do think it's better when we are all, you know, kind of present uh, for whatever comes at us and we can help each other in this regard. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can text us at 559-574-3210 and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Thanks.